0: One, two, three, four. Let me hear you scream some more. Like the fight. Like the fight. You guys, Dave, was a cheerleader Light the cheerleader. Nice fight. I was a cheerleader supporter. Okay, I was the guy with the <laughs> taped wrists that was spotting. No, I did not do that. So, you know, interesting enough, some of my good friends did that, and I still give them trash to this day, but it's all good and fun. You know, they had a hard time dating. So, at least they get They're to smart. hang out with girls somehow. Just, you know, do cheerleading practice with them. So, That's a thing. <laughs> anyways, guys. Welcome to Light the Fight, we're here, we're back.
1: We're happy to be here.
0: We are very happy to be here. Got my fearless co-host with me, Heidi, the <laughs> Queen of Craft Swap, she loves that nickname. I
1: might I might be fearless, but I'm not like anxiety-less. Oh,
0: uh, okay, all right, well, <laughs> proceed Is it with... the
1: same, like fear and anxiety, two different things?
0: Yeah, you know what, I, <laughs> that's a good question. That's that's beyond my pay grade. But you guys, seriously, great to uh, be back with you. Um, Heidi and I, as always, we're extremely thankful to all of our loyal listeners, to all you guys out there that support Light the Fight and are continuing to support the Light the Fight. And just a quick little reminder, we got something coming up on August 2nd and 3rd for all of you people that want to start off the new school year, or if you just want to start off the the fall with a different change and approach in your parenting styles and knowledge and information, we're putting on our next workshop. And what are they going to get from that workshop besides an amazing looking booklet?
1: Oh, well that's the main thing. Okay. <laughs> you just get a really nice yeah. book. And the T shirt. That's good swag really nice. bag. That's good right. food. Free snacks. That's right, free snacks. And we so, share a
0: little bit about some other things too, right?
1: I was listening to um last week's episode and I bragged a lot about the our course. I was proud of myself. Um I gave it a I gave it my best I call it tooting my own horn is what I called it. Um anyway. So, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, that's entitled "Platitudes." Just go listen to me brag about the
0: the course. So you have to repeat how great it is all over again. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That was too
1: hard. Um, no, but really, August second and third, which is about a month from when we're airing. So we just hit July, which is kind of
0: that just happened.
1: Yeah, that means that. Yeah, that means this is July. Is well, what it means.
0: Let me just tell you. For- to cut out the suspense, next week is going to be the dun 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 big week in Heidi's life. Um, it was the week that her son passed away. It's also the week of her other young son's birthday, and um, because of the way Corey passed away, it was kind of like two days. You know, it was kind of like the ninth and the tenth,
1: which is really a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so um, we're scheduled to be recording next Tuesday night on the ninth. And I have my fingers, my toes crossed right now. I would personally, for my own selfish reasons, I would love to have Heidi be on the microphone and let's just talk about four years. For her own sake, I'm not asking her (laughs) to be here 100%. So I said, we will plan on you being here, but if all you got to do is pull the ejection cord and we'll shoot you right out of here in your car and you don't have to record. Yeah, so we'll see. We don't know what's going to happen. I know that... It can be helpful. I know it can be helpful to a lot of people, but at the same time, you know, it's, it, it's your life. So we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll see what's right for you. Or you see what's right for you and, um, and we'll take it from there.
1: Okay. That sounds, I mean, I've come, we, we, my whole family included, we've come a long way and, um, and in other ways we just really haven't. <laughs> so anyway, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to jump the, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to rush into that. So, yeah, we'll... wait till after the podcast <laughs> to stress about that. That's right.
0: So, um, and real quick before we get started on the podcast, got to give a big shout out to all of our great people over one area Contacts. Not only do they make great contacts, they really support local businesses, specifically our local podcast. So, we couldn't thank them enough. They make all this possible. And uh, yeah, just great overall people.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so, if you are looking for, Contact lenses, I don't know. I wonder what the percentage is. Maybe we should Google that. Percentage of people that wear contact lenses, a lot of people. So if you need contact lenses.
0: Thankfully, I don't need 1-800 surfaces yet.
1: Here's what happened to me. Literally, I feel like this happened last week, and this is a side note. <laughs> I went from not needing reading reader's glasses to needing reader glasses. I well, think... that's
0: what you get for reading.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Okay, I was reading Instagram. It wasn't uh, well, real reading. No, that's,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's your own fault. <laughs> so something happens.
1: Oh, okay. D- you know, Brandon's the best. Sixty-one percent of the people wear glasses or contact lenses. Okay, so there you go sixty-one percent of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: but seriously, one air contacts—they're the best. Um, today, you know, we don't normally do a lot of current events. In fact, I don't think we've ever done a current event on our podcast. Is that Um, like
1: a thing? Some podcasts do current events?
0: Some podcasts that's part of their weekly routine because it gives them something to talk about and they weigh in on it and We
1: just usually talk about Heidi swaps current. Current.
0: Your current events and problems events. that are not past, present and current. They're eternal. They're, it seems always, like. yes. They're always there. <laughs> um, but something that came up on a current event. Uh, so before we record this podcast, I record a teen and young adult podcast called Still Trippin' Podcast. If you haven't listened to that, if you haven't told your teenagers or young people in your life about that, what are you waiting for? And Me? it's
1: so it's so great because it really is talking to a teen or young adult audience, we we know and we hear um, that there are a lot of teenagers and young adults that are listening to our podcast, which we love. I think they kind of like, I, I, I think there's this part of them that like they like want to know what their parents are being yeah. told. They're like, yeah. what is this crap that you're listening <laughs> to? You keep wearing that stupid T-shirt that says, like, the fight. What is this all about? Um, but... The Still Tripping podcast is so great because it's just, boom, talking to them. And here's what I'm here to tell you, as a parent, you should probably be dipping in on that podcast just because it's really um, what they're what they should be listening to. I think it gives parents a lot of insight even though it's not directed to a parent.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Heidi. And we start off the podcast. We're just trying to figure it out because teenagers really haven't quite come over to podcasts as consistently as adults have. And so we're just trying to figure out what teenagers want, what they're looking for. And in the beginning, I started off like long interviews for an hour with teenagers. And a lot of teenagers, they're loyal listeners. They liked it. But the ones who weren't loyal listeners they liked it they just didn't like that they had to fast forward they just kind
1: of want them they just want the him.
0: nuggets so now what i do is i just record anywhere from it's short 13 like 15 20 minutes of max 12 like 10 minutes of shorter, somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes it just short direct simple subjects uh today's subject was on sexting and uh more specifically um sending nude pictures Guys asking girls for nude pictures, girls having to deal with that, how as parents, you know, we've always been told as parents to talk to kids about the birds and the bees. How many of you parents listening to this before you gave your little innocent child this phone, talk to them about someone could ask you for a nude pictures, someone could ask you for crazy things, someone could, um, you know, you, you know, you may hear from your friends, like you may hear from your guy friends, like, oh, I a girl for a naked picture, you sent them to me. You know, a little 13, 14-year-old boy is like, wait, what? Like you just – like that doesn't even make sense, right? So uh, I gave some direct information in that. But I wanted to bring it up because after I recorded the podcast, Heidi and I were talking. There are some current event issues or some news that happened um, about a young man here locally. So what we want to do is I'll have Heidi just kind of touch upon the subject and then we'll use that to talk about it. I do not want to get into – I mean we don't know all the details – you know, we don't know what's we going on know. with this young man. It's it's, it's just, just a topic. It's just a topic came up. By no means, we're not going to tell his name or whatever. We're not trying to bring any more hardship on it. But it did bring up this topic that has been coming. Unfortunately, it's all too familiar in where I sit working with teenagers or a young girl, young boy coming into me and they got themselves into some some type of trouble due to asking or sending of the nude pictures uh, um, uh, you know, in between each other, amongst friends, so that's what we're about to get into right now. So, so just
1: I had an interesting experience, up. and this was just this. This was actually like several months ago. I'm at Walmart, and um, it was late, and that's when I like to do my shopping when nobody else is there, and I just have to deal with all of the boxes in the aisles. Um, so there's a group of boys, three boys, and they were kind of like laughing and held around a phone. And, like, immediately just the – I could just feel. Like, I just kind of knew. Yeah. And um, and so then I was, like, curious. And so I was kind of, like, just kind of listening to their conversation. And very quickly I could tell that they they had somebody that was sending nudes to them. And they were all just laughing and freaking out. And they're like, screenshot it. Send it to me. And – you know, I didn't say anything to those boys. I just kind of, sort of meant like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, you guys, but I kind of just freaked out. I was just like, "Oh, ooh, ooh, they're you know putting it in the secret album, like I don't know what," and um, and I just thought, "What what's happening? What? I just, I, I guess that I'm far enough removed. I I don't." I, I'm stuttering because, like, nakedness and me, like, I'm not. I don't let. Lo- it's. I'm very uncomfortable with I mean, it. You, you guys don't you probably know.
0: Send out naked pictures of people. I do not. Okay.
1: I do just not look. Just it. so you guys know. Anyway, so she has not done
0: that. What this, weeks now? So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead, so <laughs>
1: I have a conversation with my daughter, and I'm just like, you know, you're not, you know. Like, and and like, I'm not even forming whole yeah. sentences. Like you can see me, you know, I'm just like- Look. you can
0: tell about how uncomfortable you, you are about you what know. you must be referring you to. You
1: I mean, you would know. And but then, you know
0: that's not, right, right.
1: And then she starts telling me how often she's been asked Yeah. by like not, by like not even someone that she likes or would want to like. It's like- Someone like- Random. Like
0: the audacity that they would have to ask her is absolutely absurd and ridiculous. Yeah.
1: And then she's never – like, so I asked her, is there is there anybody that's blackmailed you or tried to blackmail you or has – you know. And she um, she went on to share with me some experiences of some people that she knows, friend, acquaintance, that kind of got into some trouble um, by posting pictures or sharing pictures that they didn't think were ever going to get into the hands of somebody. And so there's kind of that side – but she also shared some experiences that she knew about girls talking about things um, that they were like, yeah, here you go. Like like that was how they were making friends or something like that. I, I don't really know. And so this dynamic is very, I think, for for me in my life, in like my realm of things that are even possible like this was outside of it and um and then when you start explaining to a teenager that it's actually child pornography and that it's punishable by law they don't even know how serious it can be um and so it's it's a conversation that i think needs to start really young and that 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 your child needs to know if anybody approaches them or tries to manipulate them or threatens them, boom. That's an immediate ask for help. Yeah. you
0: know, And, and what happened, what came out today in the news, a, a young man was accused of multiple um, charges of uh, coercion. Like a
1: blackmail situation maybe.
0: Threatening girls that if they didn't send him nude pictures that he would – um you know he would photoshop pictures put them out there or the girls that did send him nude pictures if he if they didn't send him more that he would send those out to everybody no, obviously their parents
1: we don't really know and
0: but by the way what this what this story whether it's true or not this happens all the right, time.
1: All right. The well time. and even i mean we talked about the there was a young man from also from utah that had gotten involved in actually sharing nude pictures of himself and then somebody on the other line, on the other end of, you know, started blackmailing him. He tried to pay him off. You know, they still told him that they were going to take these pictures and ruin his life. And he chose to end his life. Um, he took his own life. And this was several months ago. But again, he didn't know who he was dealing with. He he did make a choice that wasn't a great choice in in sending a picture of himself. Um, but then that left him in a very vulnerable, he didn't want anyone to know he did it. You know, and it, like, I mean, even when his family has spoken about it, it wasn't like something he was doing all the time. He got groomed. He he was being yeah. um, played. And so this is a real thing, and I don't think we can blame it on certain media. I don't think we can blame it on Kids, I don't think I don't. I think we need to battle it with education rather than trying to blame it.
0: Well, yeah. Personally, I
1: mean, and, I mean, and and well,
0: let me go all the way down and let's start from this little confession for everybody out there. If I was sixteen years old and I had a smartphone and I had some of my buddies telling me about a girl who was sending nude pictures to people, I there's a very high probability I, out of curiosity, would have asked her as well. The difference is, is even looking back when I was 16 years old, I was more curious than I was troublesome. Like I wasn't trying to make trouble for people. And I, unfortunately I can't say that's the case with all young people, but I, I wasn't trying to make well, trouble. Well, no kid
1: wants to get in trouble. No, no, I mean, no. I mean,
0: make trouble mean like, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak. you mean. Yeah. Like I, I, I was in my dating, courting girls like that, my. I was never the overly aggressive asking girls. I've never whistled at a girl that's ran by. I've never, hey, what's up girl? Can I get your phone number? Never done that in my life. I was definitely more shy in that, in that, in that aspect. But I, I, if I'm being honest with myself, looking back at my former 16 year old self, the curiosity and the buzz of guys talking about like, wait, what, that's even possible? A girl would even send that to you? And then other girls like, wait, you, you, you send a picture to that boy? This is how it starts. Kids, for whatever reason, we'll do it. Then other kids are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. But then they saw that that person did it. It didn't seem to have any problems. It didn't seem to have any negative outcomes because it might've been a girl who liked a boy and a boy liked a girl. And so it seems like, oh wow, that's something you could do. Then if that girl actually got the guy, that could send the wrong message to another girl. It's like, oh, this is what is required in today's world. Mm. If you want to get a guy, not only do you have to look good, stuff like that, you have to be willing to send them these pictures because let's face it, teenage girls specifically, just like teenage boys, do you think they're trying to play it cool and act cool or do you think they're trying to be uptight, super obsessive compulsive and worrying about their future? They're trying to be cool. When you are a young girl or a young boy and you meet a group of other teenagers, you wanting to be accepted, you want to be accepted as quickly as possible. And what happens, and I'm going to talk from extreme experience, but I'm, I'm going to be telling you general situations because there's been too many young people. And plus, I, this type of information, I got to be really careful not to give anything away of who it might be. But I'm just saying, generally speaking, I've talked to a handful of young men who were, well, I should say one girl and a handful of young men who were blackmailed for sending nude pictures, that type of sort. One particular case, the parents paid a lot of money. They wanted more money. Then they had to get the police involved. Unfortunately, I've had uh, more experience in this when I'd want to. The sending nude pictures from a girl to a guy, the reason why I want to talk about this is not only is it happening more and more often every single year, the consequences are becoming more – they're becoming much greater consequences because the same girls that are telling me I'll be – General in stating this is mostly girls sending the nude pictures well, from guys that are being, that are asking.
1: I mean, I'm so, hearing of girls who just like get the random picture from.
0: Well, a lot of girls will say, I'm going to use my friend's picture or they'll pay, take a picture from online, pretend it's them. So it makes them look better. What they're not realizing is they're feeding the beast. So, okay, let me, let me break it down to the, to the raw basics. If you have a daughter that is struggling with self-image insecurities to an excessive amount, she is more likely to be in this category. If you have a daughter that has had inappropriate or, you know, if she's had bad things happen or if she's molested or these types of things, they're gonna fall more on the category of a higher probability of being susceptible to this. If you have a young man that has high pornography usage He's more likely to ask and have such a request of this nature. So it's like two things are happening at the same time with social media and with the comparison, comparing yourself to other people based upon how many followers they have versus how many followers you have, how many likes they get versus how many likes you get, how many people they have interacting with them. If girls are trying to get more interaction and getting more people's attention and they're comparing themselves to other girls more. And if guys are looking at more pornography because the accessibility to it is it's un—it's unre- absolutely unreal how easy it is to look at it. Both of them are living in a category that we talked about our, on our podcast a long time ago, something called the super normal. Okay. So it's—it's it's a terminology used, in, you know, in pornography and uh, sexual addiction recovery, where you take something normal like sex, and then when you put it in the context of a pornography movie, now sex, which is biologically normal—that's how we got to be on this earth, right? Someone had to have sex to make us. We kind of all know that is there, but then they take this thing that's supposed to be normal, which is sexuality, and they create this situation where as soon as someone presses play, it's instantly seconds or minutes where this person, being a girl, goes from just standing there talking to now she's naked, now she's doing all these sexual things. That happens in such a short period of time, the brain doesn't... There was no dating. There was no courting. They didn't have to get married. They didn't have to go through all these different types of things. So they take something that's normal and makes it super. So that's super normal for a girl seeing this attention from social media of like, oh my gosh, or they hear a rumor of this other girl. She sent a nude to someone or even worse. And this has been happening throughout the past three years, a lot more specifically with Snapchat and Instagram, but more with Snapchat. Girls are actually making a business off it. They're selling pictures of themselves. They do away. There's this weird, if you want to Google. Like Venmo? I mean. I don't want to get like. <laughs> we'll talk offline. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk offline. For all you guys I listening. I mean, I'm not trying to start listening. a business.
1: I'm not. I'm for all you guys <laughs> listening, your parents listening.
0: No, this is information you should know. Because what? when you get random requests on Instagram, it happens to me all the time. I'll get a random request from Jessica352967943. You click on it. There's one or two pictures following tons of people. These are all pathways and signs to private DMs of people Venmoing people money for pictures. Snapchat does Snapchat doesn't do it. Instagram doesn't do it. People have learned how to use these forms to connect with people. So there's the asking for pictures.
1: Okay. I totally didn't know about this. Then there's
0: making money off of sending pictures. So back to what I was saying with girls seeing that, wow, I can make money doing this and it's kind of inconspicuous, it's off to the side, and then guys over here saying, I'm looking at girls doing these crazy sexual things, and then I heard there's a girl at my own school that actually is willing to do these things that I seen on these videos, or at least close to it. (sighs) The adrenaline, the, the curiosity, the dopamine that starts happening is very, very powerful. So you have these boys over here who are watching more than their fair share of pornography, And when I say pornography, loosely saying, whether it be on Instagram with pictures, will it be Twitter links, will there be actual real pornography, like with the videos and everything, whatever it is, there's such a massive influx of people looking at this, which objectifies women because the more you look at women as just sexual objects, it's hard to see them as people to talk with. Then guys don't wanna take the time to talk and be patient. If you go and ask a girl on a date, she may say no. If you press play on a pornography movie, I ain't got any nose in there, okay? Everything's yes, 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 more, 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 more. So what happens is that supernormal creates this lack of patience for boys wanting to even communicate with girls unless they have a guarantee that they're going to get what they want, okay? Now, if you're a married person, you're like, That's how I feel sometimes with my husband. Like, you know, he won't be nice to me unless he's horny, unless he wants something from me. Or if you're a husband thinking, oh, my wife is only doing nice things for me because she wants something. This is happening, but at a very primitive level with teenagers with high hormones. Obviously, the hormones are changing and they want to be accepted and liked by one another at the same time. So I'm just trying to paint the story of this huge boiling pot that has all these problems mixed up in it. But I'm telling you as parents, the greatest advantage that you have is you have to be able to educate yourself. So I want you to Google how girls do this, how this happens. The old school parenting approach would go to a kid and you'd go to your teenager. If you're scared about your teenagers getting involved in any of this type of um, activity with their smartphones or with technology, the old school way would be like, Hey, listen, you know that's horrible. Girls who do that are sluts. Guys who do that are horrible guys. It's like, you know that's stupid. If anyone ever does that, blah, it's just shame, 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 attack, attack. And you're degrading it, degrading it, degrading it. Well, what if your kid that you're talking to, one of their best friends made the mistake and did that and they're thinking, well, they're still a good person. They just made a mistake. So now you make your child defensive of something that they shouldn't be defensive of. It sh- They should be fearful and worrisome about this so as a parent your approach i always suggest should be more line long lines okay i want to talk to you about something that's got me concerned you may not even know this is a real thing it may not even be on your on your radar but with this smartphone here's what's happening talking to 10 year olds about this okay, my daughter's nine years old when she turns 10 she will not have a phone from now until 10 i don't know about 10 after But before she even gets a phone, we're going to start having conversations with her about this because we already have conversations with her about anything she's curious about. But this is something we're not wanting her to be curious about. We're wanting to control the narrative, but not telling her it's bad. It's horrible. We're going to tell her this is happening. And then we're going to say, what do you think about what's happening? Do you think that a girl should be doing that? A boy should be doing that? Now, granted, we'll have to lead into this in a couple of conversations. We're not going to jump right in and go, hey, people are going to text you naked pictures of themselves. What are you going to do about that? It's, it takes a certain types of tact. But the parents that are already giving their kids cell phones, I'm telling them as you hand the cell phone, it comes with a lot of warning messages and the warning messages aren't things that could happen. You're telling them, hey, listen. See this boy on the news here, this did happen. You can give them actual proof. My concern is not just for you, it's for your friends. It's for everybody else that does know this. So let's build up a team. When you hear your friends start to go, gosh, you know, I this boy asked me this. You now have information you can share. You can tell them to not send them a picture. Instead, if this is the first time your kid has ever heard that this even happens from a friend of theirs, they're gonna be so shocked. They're not gonna know what to say. They're not gonna know what to do. They might be sitting there going, wow, I wonder what she's gonna do. Or I wonder what my friend's gonna do. Is he really gonna ask this girl for a naked picture? If no one's coming to the table with any actual knowledge or information that's been talked about, they're looking at their peers saying, what are you gonna do? I don't know, what are you gonna do? Too often peers are trying to impress each other. That trying to be cool factor is so much every time I've ever talked to a girl that sent a picture to a guy came down to a couple basic things. She wanted the guy to like her. The guy asked for it. She was totally caught off guard, didn't see it coming, but because it was such a shockful thing, it, okay, and she sent it. Hmm. Now we walk now we walk back to the past. I say, okay, a year ago, what'd you think about um when boys asked you for, you know, a picture then is ridiculous. I would never do it. These are some of the same kids that say they would never try drugs. And then they try drugs. Then they never try harder drugs. Then they try harder drugs. The curiosity is driving our youth so much because that's just part of our natural being. We're very curious beings. But if we approach them as parents with knowledge and information, not to tell them to not do these things, but to have discussions with them to understand why it's happening, the dangers that can come from it, then they become a part of this learning process. Tell them. They're gonna forget. They may take offense to it. They're gonna think, oh, it's stupid, ridiculous. Show them just the articles and, and f- make them fearful of what could happen to them. I don't think that's really gonna get it. But if you involve them and inform them and just have conversations long before they're even in that realm, those are the families that have less probability of this happening too. Hmm. It, that's, how you, that's how you fortify yourself. That's how you protect yourself. You have the conversation. If you go back to listen to any of our podcasts, How many times we tell people, they say, okay, when do we give our kid a cell phone? Well, you you start talking to your kid about them getting a cell phone, why they should have one, what are the dangers of it long before you give it to them? I'm talking to my daughter at nine right now. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm so perfect at this. No, I've learned from a lot of families that makes me highly motivated to talk to her at nine. She's not even asking for a phone. I mean, a little, but not really. She's now telling us like, yeah, the girl and... The school and in our church class has a phone. It's got the brand new iPhone 10 and nicer phones that I have. And then me sitting there going, that girl shouldn't have that. If I started harassing and that girl's bad for having that, well, it's a sweet, nice girl. Her parents took the bait, gave her an iPhone 10 at eight years old. And now all the other parents are going, really? Are you serious, dude? Like you're going to give your kid an iPhone 10 at eight years old. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I thought we are all in this together to try to hold out <laughs> as long as we can. Nope. They just don't want to hear their kids playing because they got too many. I get it. I get why you just want to give them their phone. But if you have the conversations before it's time to have a phone, then having the phone is just the next conversation. That should be the same thing. Your daughter having someone ask her for news, if your daughter knows that you're not going to freak out and just go report that kid to the police and do all these things because if it's a person she knows, she doesn't want to get this kid in trouble. She just doesn't want to handle it. If you've already had the conversations, why wouldn't she come to you if you've shown her you come to me We'll talk about it. You got a no narc out policy. I'll just help you make the right decision. Now in the back of your mind going, if it's crazy, I'm going to kill this kid. But are you trying to tell your daughter or your son for that matter, that your job is to protect them from anyone ever saying mean, weird, cruel, crazy things to them, or you're just going to help them figure out how to handle it? I would say the latter because the first one's going to happen. Everybody's going to say crazy stuff to you. That's why when I talked about Okay, um,
1: because my instinct would be, oh, you give me that phone and you let me text, send this kid a text.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that would be the instinct. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, parents. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm speaking general. If there's some crazy stuff that's like, I'm going to eh, this get, and that. You get okay, I'm just talking about tick, like a teenage boy. Said, hey, will you send me some nudes? It's always like that. Send me some nudes. Because it's so short and it's so vague and open-ended, that's the power of, it's like the sales approach. It's like the salesman only asks a question and then now you have to sit there and break the silence. Are you going to say yes or no? Yes, they want to put the pressure on you to accept or not accept. I had a girl one time, this was a long time ago, she got a good connection with this guy. They really liked each other. But this kid obviously had some weird sexual issues and they connected. And then one day they're talking about they're both had you know mutual struggles. Then one day out of the blue, he's like, where you at? She's like, I'm at my grandma's house. So will you send me some nudes? She was like, oh. she thought he liked her and they were going to date. And then, she was doing it. After a while, she was like, you know what? It's making me feel like crap. Like, I just want to let you know I'll send them to you, but I feel horrible and I cry every time I send them to you. He's like, don't let me persuade you. that You got to say no to me. So he was putting it on her that she wasn't strong enough to say no to him. He's like, I, I just get weak sometimes. You just got to, whenever I ask, just say no then if you don't want to do it. But if you do want to do it, you can do it. But if you don't feel like doing it, then just say no to me. This was so confusing for this girl. Well, it's conv- so confusing for him. Oh yeah, and here's... Here's the normal story from girls that I talk to. I say, have you ever heard that people can do this thing called screenshot and they can send that picture to other people? I can't tell you. This is going to blow you guys away. I'm looking at the camera now. It's blow you away. How many girls have told me this exact words? Oh, well, no, that's not a problem. I go, why not? Oh, well, because he said he erased it because he didn't want his parents to find it. (laughs) 15 year old girls. I lied my whole entire life to girls. Like they don't understand. I was just like sitting there going, Oh my gosh. And then I just simply looked at him and said, so last week you said that he said he was going to be somewhere. He's going to call you back. and He never did those things. And he only contacts you when he wants those pictures. And you're telling me that he lies to you all the time, but he's telling the truth that he just, he erased those pictures, of course. But this one, he would never lie about that. Cause you know him so well from the 10 conversations you've had through texting And then i tell them some of the deeper stories about the girls suicide attempts leaving schools because this it got screenshot and then they look at me and like oh my gosh like it's true he's lied to me about other things why wouldn't he lie to me about this and instead of looking at them like what's wrong with you i'm looking them saying let's peel back this covering that's blinding you from a basic simple truth and here's the basic simple truth you don't want to see the truth the truth is you don't want to face the reality that you don't feel like you can get a guy just to like you for who you are because you don't feel like there's enough about you to like. And I hate to say that, but I haven't talked to any girls that have sent nudes. Now, maybe they weren't in that place their whole entire life, but when they sent the nudes, oh, they're right in the insecurity zone. They're right and something was going on in their life where they felt like nobody wanted them, no one liked them, they're down and out, and that fix that someone wanted something from them and they'll tell me like, you don't know what that's like. I say, you know what? I don't know what that's like. The closest thing that I can relate to, to that is when I sold drugs. When I sold drugs, people wanted me. They called me in all hours of the night. When I said drugs, it was marijuana. It wasn't heroin for those who care about <laughs> that stuff. It was my younger years. I wasn't, I wasn't doing crystal meth. And mar- I thought I should probably classify
1: The statute classify of limitations yeah. has, is up. Yeah, plenty, plenty, plenty of years, <laughs> ago, yeah, plenty
0: years ago from that.
1: But I
0: can relate. Because even when I was giving people drugs, they weren't my friends before then, but when I had something that they want, guess what, girls? You are the drug. You're the dealer and you're the product. The people who are struggling with sexual issues, they're doing it in the silence of their own mind and their own you know, iPads <laughs> and their own phones. They have serious, deep, dark issues. If you feed them their drug, they get that sign and they get that signal in their head. I just gotta keep on asking and I'm gonna keep on getting it. So what I've given to girls, a lot of girls I've given this simple advice. If you're walking into a situation, parents, there's this little terminology called F boys, which means it's like the guy terminology of a, a male slut, right? And uh, girls finally came up with a uh, terminology to make guys feel bad, because for years it's just been slut for girls, right? There's nothing to insult the guy. So now they successfully, girl, women, they came up with the successful term, because <laughs> F-boy means exactly what you think it means. It means a boy that's only looking for that, and he's saying whatever, he's saying crazy stuff, and then he's nice, and he's playing all these different types of games. But what I tell girls to say to those boys, you have to say it before they ask for the pictures. You're not dumb when you're around a boys that like they're all matchy matchy. They got their hair too tightened up and they're all acting cool and they're just trying to be the coolest kid in school. If you're around those boys and you want to set the precedent, the first opportunity you get in a conversation, you need to make fun of boys that ask girls for nude pictures.
1: Oh, that's a great idea.
0: What you do is you say. Man, you know, you guys are so cool. I like hanging out with you guys. Man, the last group of guys, they thought they had game. And after we talked a couple times, they started asking me for nude pictures. And you know what I said? (laughs) I laughed at them. Because what is this like 2012? Like who sends out nude pictures? Only girls send out nude pictures are girls that don't have confidence, don't believe in themselves. Can you believe that guys are still doing that in 2019? And you look at the boy in the eyes, like, oh yeah, yeah, like I yeah, you know, like yeah, I would never do that, you know. You're telling them, don't ask me for nude pictures because the last time a dude did that, I made fun of him and made him feel stupid. Now, granted, some girls aren't that confident and make fun and feel stupid. But some girls just by them saying, gosh, that's so two years ago. That's so childish. Like what girl would possibly fall for that today? Like now if guys ask me for nude pictures, I just I laugh at them. I think it's funny. Every girl that said that, they said, oddly enough, the guys in that group never asked them for nude pictures. Even when they know those guys had asked their friends for nude pictures, everyone knows who is a mark and who is not available. And you just, if you don't know what a mark means, it's a prison terminology. They look for someone who they could take advantage of. It's like, oh, that guy's not confident. We're going to take, you know, his, his cigarettes or whatever it is. Like they're looking for someone to pinpoint out, right. That they're going to bully in prison. Well, in social I mean, I learned groups,
1: so much from David. In social, groups, crazy. In, in social groups, it's the same thing.
0: If a guys walk up and they see there's that girl, she's the A on the popularity scale. She's good looking. She's got tons of friends. That girl that's like on, on, on a 10 for all the guys, very few guys, their peers are going to say, hey, send me some notes. They would have the guts <laughs> to ask that girl. That girl's like way out of their league. But you know who they're going to ask? The girl that's her friend that's just sitting there all quiet and shy like, Oh, this girl is insecure. I can smell it. She won't say no. Parents, we have a lot of work to do. Not only do we have to strengthen your daughters and your sons, sons, I, guys too. I said, you know what? You know, guys that do that, you know, because sometimes guys will come to me and say they got in trouble because they did that and they got caught and you know asking girls for pictures. I said, guys that do that, I said, you got to make a choice. There's a line in the sign. Are you going to be the guy who wants to get as many girls as you can? and hook up as many times you can so that you can put notches on your bedpost, be like, look at me, I hooked up with all these girls. Or you wanna be the guy that has the quality. You can't have quantity and quality. You can't be trying to hook up as many girls as you can and get girls that you're gonna like. Now, guys that come and talk to me, they're not usually on the side of, oh, I just wanna hook up with many girls. They've gotten in trouble. They realize that it doesn't feel good When you find out from a girl that it hurt her feelings that she didn't want to do that or that she felt pressured, a lot of guys that they didn't know they're even pressuring it by asking, they thought, oh, I just asked a simple question. It's not a simple question because no one asked that question before social media came out ever, unless you're like in a dating real relationship with someone. So have conversations with their daughters, have conversations with their sons, but also we have to make them self-confident. When I say milk them become self-confident, we have to help them become self-confident. So instead of just telling them what to be weary of, help them come up with solutions that if someone asked them this, how would they like to respond? What do they think they respond? Have they heard? Let's Google it. I had this one parent. She asked her daughter, what do you think you'd say to a boy that asked you this in the future? Because she'd actually send nudes. She'd learn the hard way. That's not a good thing. She said, well, I'd probably say this and that. You know what her mom did and her? They go, let's Google it. Best responses to give to guys that ask you for nude pictures when you don't want to send them. Go ahead and Google that. Oh, there's some creative responses. You'll find a response that fits your personality type. Said some girls were very Are light. you
1: Googling that right now?
0: <laughs> some, girls, some girls are very, oh, oh, hell no. You didn't just ask me for that. Other girls, just give them a nice ghost. Don't say a word. Don't say nothing. Because that says a whole lot inside of itself. And then when they see you face to face, who do you think is the uncomfortable one? See, if someone asks you for a nude, you want to make them feel as uncomfortable as you ask them? Never respond. And they say, did you get my last text? Then you simply say, pretend that you don't understand what it is. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Nudes of what? It's like, oh yeah, that's another one. We're reading offline. One of them says, pretend that you don't understand what he's asking for. <laughs> oh. That's a good one. The reason why that's a good one is someone can say, hey, can you send me some nudes and you can respond back of my French bulldog?
1: <laughs>
0: and they say oh, there no. are
1: some good ones here, you guys that he's not lying. It said that this
0: mom and his daughter came up with it. I go, i never thought about it. They pulled it up and I was busting up laughing. Some of these responses are so good because just because someone says something to you that shocks you, makes you feel uncomfortable,
1: who's to say you can't make them feel uncomfortable back? Read. Me. Respond with quotes from Nicolas Cage movies. Put a heavy emphasis on quotes from The Wicker Man. I've never even seen that show. I don't know what that is, but okay. You, and, is that in the Google's more, quotes more, from uh, The Wicker Man? <laughs> I don't even yeah. Know what that is. So um, you guys are, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Um, this one girl, very creative. She said 13 reasons why not. And she just said, first, I'm not in you. Second, if I sent this to your mom, she wouldn't like that. She just went down because of the 13. Yeah, reasons Why? Right. Yeah. And why not? I said, why'd you do that? She said, Well, my conversation with this young boy was he was talking about he doesn't see why girls want to commit suicide. And, you know, you know, he thinks all all girls are doing this for attention. And she was debating with him, like, that's not true. Some, you know, she was trying to say that some people can really be suicidal. And after that conversation, he was like, you know, I guess you and I just think differently. I guess we're gonna have to find a way that we can connect on. And so the next text he got from her, Will you send me some nudes? And so she said 13 reasons why not. <laughs> I was like, uh, I high-fived her because after that she saw him in person the next time he could, she she said he couldn't even look her in the eyes. So if someone is going to make us, uh, no one calls us, say, Hey, I'm going to ask you a really uncomfortable question tomorrow afternoon. Just want to give you a heads up. You have to know ahead of time how you're going to answer ridiculous questions. And that way, when you get asked ridiculous questions, you are in control. You're in the driver's seat. So... What do you think about that idea? Google in some ideas of how to respond to
1: that. Well, I like this one. Bombard him with cat facts. <laughs>
0: one of the best people, if you guys have ever heard of Shaquille O'Neal, okay, I'm yeah, assuming most people have. Of course. So, a long time ago, he came to play at, uh, when he was at the Lakers, he played the Utah Jazz. I'll never forget this interview. They're interviewing him at the court, like the day before the game. They said, hey, Shaq, you know, you know, uh, what do you think about being here to play Utah? I think it was in the playoffs, something like that, and blah blah blah. They're going off all these questions, and he sat there and he looked at him. He's like, "Well, uh, you know, you know, I've I've had a great couple sessions on the snow slope. You know, I never thought I'd get into snowboarding before, but I'm actually really quite enjoying it quite a bit." Like, wait, what? They're like, you like snowboarding? Wow, we would never thought. Like, how did they get a snowboard? So they start bombarding questions. Snowboards. He's like, "Yeah, you know, being here in Utah, you know, the Jazz—they're a really tough team." And he had them running around in circles. They could not get an answer from him. And then they realized they were being played. He said, I'm going to control this conversation, not you. And they just stopped asking
1: questions. Well, what's funny. So, in that example, about is this, when right.
0: you dis- disrupt the conversation, Some people don't feel comfortable saying yes or no, but by sending cat pictures, I mean there's so many gifts that you could send. That's just like, um, and just a couple ideas. You know, someone asked you, you know, send me a a a picture of nudes. You could send me a Jedi picture. It's like, ask me again, you will not. Like, you know, you could just make up, you know, a picture of Christ doing like the catholic like cross sign on their chest like oh blessed art thou you know <laughs> it's like hey don't you have boy scouts tonight <laughs> you know, you can say something it's just like you know just but what, this, this with
1: really it. is such a great solution that uh, obviously i hadn't thought of before because my solution was oh you take you get give me your mom's phone number right now you know like but what this does is it just takes like <clears throat> it just takes away like the the Victimy, because you like my immediate response would be you even would think i would do that or feeling like you've just been infiltrated or you know someone's coming after you and and so i love this like oh yeah and then start just hitting them up with something that puts you in control of the situation rather than feeling like you're being
0: let me tell you there's a numbers game earlier i referred to f boys i think you can Realize what the F word means. Boys are just <laughs> one to hook up with girls. Um, if you get a text from a boy that's asked you for nudes, you're not special. I hate to break the news to you, young ladies. You're just one of 30 people I asked that question to that day. It's a numbers game. There's an old YouTube video about um, why F boys get so many girls. And this this Asian young man, he did a great video talking about they say such outlandish, crazy things. Like asking for a nude picture, that was invented by F-Boys. Saying like, will you do this to me? Will you do this? Like... Even not even ask for pictures, just crazy stuff, Same things, well, F you, I hate you, I never want to talk to you, after the, you and the girl just had a good conversation. What F boys do is they disrupt a girl's mind. A girl's sitting there, why would they ask me for pics? Why would they be so mean? I thought he liked me. We, we, you know, we made out last night, I thought it would be cool, and now he's saying that, he just texted me, you're a slut. I'm like, what does that even mean? And so her mind's going crazy, and the boy's just toying with her mind. The reason why this happens is the girl's trying to make sense of something that the guy is just throwing out there to disrupt her sense of self because if she doesn't have a sense of self, she's more likely to give hers up to him. Mm. The quicker you deal with these responses like we're talking about today, the quicker you Google, the quicker you encourage your daughters to have comebacks on deck. I love it when someone tries to insult me when I've had a comeback waiting for two years for someone to say just that to me. I say, oh, thank you for someone saying that to me because there's been plenty of times in my life where someone will say an insult to me and I don't know what to say and then hours later, I'm like, dang it, I should have said that. Well, those don't count because we all know when someone does a zinger at you or insults you or messes around with you, especially if it's a friend trying to poke at you, you got about five, four, three, two, one, they got you. If you can't respond in that five seconds, it's done. So the same things with F-boys. They say such like harsh, disruptive things. We don't know what to do. Then we start going inside of our head Unfortunately, some girls, they don't know how to handle it or they've had experience that was innocent before and they do it again. The girls that have information that have already Googled this, have it on their phone, what to say. If someone asks you for this, they can just copy and paste that, pop that in there. Funny gifts. You can be jokeful. You can be whatever you want, but you don't have to not be cool. The biggest issue that girls had when they told me they didn't respond or didn't know how to respond. They didn't want to think that they weren't cool. They didn't want to think that they were preppy or whatever here we have a big issue in my opinion in utah because it's such a strong religious background that so many girls don't want to look like they're a goody two-shoe mormon girl and a lot of f boys know that so if they come from a mormon family but they're trying to hang out with the cool kids well you can only be so cool if you're trying to read your scriptures and be holier than thou so kids like oh you're just one of those goody two-shoe mormon kids Well, it's not super sexy to be Mormon because a lot of kids associate that with not being culturally diverse or not having open mindedness. So a lot of kids to protect themselves of being judged just because their religion has that stigma with these people, they want to prove to themselves that they're not too uptight. So they'll start to curse a little and they'll try to pretend like it's cool and someone, Hey, you want to smoke this? Oh yeah, sure, whatever. It's the classic peer pressure. But what it is, is they don't know what to do. They're being manipulated by people who ha- know how to manipulate better than they know how to respond. So why not flip it around? Give your kids the street knowledge of how to manipulate the situation in their favor. No one's giving them advance notice that someone's gonna try to take advantage of them. So why not be prepared so that they're not able to be taken advantage of?
1: Hmm. So I'm assuming there's like- And you see me, Google- I'm going off on
0: this. If you're watching this YouTube- I'm
1: really passionate
0: about this one because this one really breaks my heart because when I see people taking advantage of the weakness and the vulnerabilities of the people that I'm trying to help get them out of the difficult situation, recently a young person was suicidal for a situation wasn't exactly like this, but it had to do with nude pictures. The mom wants to kill the girlfriend and the son is suicidal. And I'm sitting here putting my hand on my face going, oh my gosh, like, this kid's too vulnerable. Like, this is not a good time to be messing with him. And sometimes it's the gruel. So yeah, that's why I'm very passionate about this because it's affecting kids in a way that they don't feel comfortable talking about. So let's start the conversation so when
1: it does happen, they don't have to fear that we can't handle that truth. So can you like Google how to say no to drugs or like how to say no to like... Oh. Okay, my, there... if, if you
0: ask me... I like to say things the way I know it makes co- teenagers feel comfortable. If you ask your typical parents, it's corny, cheesy stuff that teenagers would never say. Oh, that's what like I Like if someone say. asked me like, this one I kid- I don't think so. This <laughs> one kid said, this one kid said, hey, listen, uh, hasn't been you know, doing drugs for a while, trying to, still wants those friends, but every now and then he'll get tempted. So now he came up with a bunch of good comebacks. Friend asked him, hey, you want to smoke this? Want to get high? It's like, I'm already effed up. I'm already too high. Because that's how he talks. And they look at him, they go- well, we didn't see you hit anything. He's like, man, I'm high on space, bro. Did you know the world's flat? And like, okay, you don't need any drugs. All right, bro. Like, <laughs> you're good. He just started to act crazy and weird, but in a funny, lighthearted way. And they go, okay, whatever. And they just keep on going. But if you said, no, you know, I've made a commitment with my counselor and my parents. And see what's happening in our house right now is we're trying to work on a relationship. A <laughs> freaking 16 year old's going to stand up to their friends like that? Googling it how to say no to drugs, it's not no. as good as saying... You get all corny stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm bringing this. I didn't say Google this one. (laughs) The the Google, the the one to Google that we just talked about, because it's such a fresh new topic, you're getting fresh insight on it. The say no to drugs one, unfortunately, a lot of those things are coming from people that have never done drugs. I've done drugs. So I know how to say no (laughs) to drugs. And it's usually being a smart ass. Someone says, someone says, oh, why don't you do drugs? I'm like, well, why don't you just get me a spot underneath the bridge? Because that's where I'm going to be at. It's like, oh, like you want to do this? Want to go get drunk with this? My, like, yeah, okay. Let me call my attorney real quick and follow up the divorce papers real quick. Because if I get drunk, I'm going to do something stupid. My wife's going to have to leave me. Like, there's, you know, She's going to be too embarrassed to be with me anymore. I make stupid jokes like that. And people go, oh, instead of being like, you know, I, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do drugs because that's not part of my morals. Okay. Like we're getting a little bit too much info here. You know, there's better <laughs> ways to say no. Okay. Nobody wants to hear why you're going sober, why you're trying to change your life. Unless it's one on one and you feel like you have an intimate connection with that person and it could be a meaningful conversation. Right, sure. Don't try to coach and teach your friends about how to live their life, especially if they're stoned or drunk. They don't want to hear that crap. Just say, you know, I'm good, I'll pass. And if you don't feel comfortable, then be
1: sarcastic or make a joke of it. Great conversation to have with your kids. And you might feel uncomfortable. Like maybe, I mean, I haven't.
0: Oh, and by the way, real quick for all of you parents have lived a little bit more of the wild side.
1: Oh, I want to tone yeah, it back.
0: Yeah. Some of the, some of the parents that had wild lives, they'll sit down. Like, I had to talk with my kid. I'm like, oh yeah, do you talk to a kid about sex? Yeah. I told him, say, so, hey, listen. So when I was 14, I was having sex. You're already 15 and I'm sex. So you've already done better than me. Like, wait, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, what was the top point of your conversation with your kid again? like, I don't know. I just thought I'd tell him about my past. I'm like. No, that's not the conversation of telling your kids how crazy lives they've lived and you're going to be okay and then get into a discussion about how they should live their life differently. Be careful as a parent. If you've lived a colorful life, you don't want to emphasize too much on the color and normalize it, but you do want to emphasize that you can relate to how difficult it is to say no. You don't have to say, I slept with the whole football team when I was in high school. You say, hey, listen, I made some mistakes. Like you can just give enough information to relate, but don't try to act like you know what it's like to be asked for nude pictures. Because if you're a mom that's old enough to have a teenager, ain't nobody's asking you for nude pictures, okay? <laughs> Like that, 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 that doesn't, doesn't happen. Anything. That's right. a different world that we lived in when we were younger. So just take this information. If you're more of the conservative parent, try to get comfortable with having the conversation. If you're more of like the worldly life experience parent, make sure you don't do it too colorful because you may miss the message.
1: You know, there's there's also been um, an episode, and I, I don't know the number of it, but it's like know less so that you can know more, which is-
0: The less you know, the more your kids can learn.
1: Which, kind of an opportunity for you to let your kids teach you about what's going on or what they're hearing. and
0: Yeah, if they can tell you what they hear and you don't get shocked and don't freak out about it, now you're off to a good start.
1: So I think that because this is something that we didn't deal with in when we were in their shoes, um this is a good one to let them instruct you, teach you, help that help you understand what's going on. And then I think you can bring some of this information, like what what Dave's just talked about, and really give them a tool that they can use because I wouldn't have ever thought of what what you just shared, like to go ahead and make somebody feel stupid for ever asking for something before they've even Ask for it. And then, and then empower your kid. How great of an
0: app would that be? You just gave me a thought. An anti-F-boy app. <laughs> an app where you click on it and how to respond. You just put in what the F-boy said, and then it kicks back a good, like, vague response. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I just...
1: Somebody write that down. Write, write that write down. That down. down. <laughs> That's the next business venture we're going into
0: because <laughs> I have a feeling people will pay the $2 for that app.
1: Oh, gosh. At least the parents would. <laughs> absolutely well you guys as usual um you're getting it from you know the the source here because and i always say this i just got my finger even, on the pulse that's not all. even joking like it's the opposite of what i would do every single time which is why i'm so thankful for this information i appreciate david i appreciate you sharing it um and you know it is it is amazing for me to watch you interact with teenagers. You, they trust you. You're like the teenager whisper or something. I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm
0: the older teenager.
1: The, there you go, the OG, I guess. Yeah, right,
0: the OT, older um, teenager. <laughs>
1: um, and so I, you guys, this topic isn't going away. It's, it's just going to expand. People will find ways to exploit it, um, ways to make money out of it, ways to create shame. And when there is shame, there's dangerous situations. Um, It's probably not too soon. I mean, I will say that I'm shocked what I learned from my child who's in seventh grade about what she's seen and hearing. Um, And so, you know, you can... Don't, don't think that it's too soon to, t- to talk to your kids.
0: And I don't know if I've talked about this recently on the podcast, but I used to say there's a four-year rule, then I said there's a five-year rule, and now I'm saying it's more like of a six-year rule. What we, the information that we we're privy to when we became adults at 18 years old is now being introduced. I mean, that type of information is being talked about freely and openly around 12-year-olds. So it's it's just it, every decade, it seems like we're just getting more information down to younger years. So sometimes your best offense is really good defense. Sometimes starting these conversations before they're actually even a conversation helps you have the conversation so it stays... Hey, let's talk about this. Versus, my parents have proven to me they can't talk about it. So if they can't talk about it, I can't share right, it. Right. Then I'm gonna have to go to Susie and Johnny and ask them for their advice, and they're just as stupid as I am.
1: <laughs> so as per usual here at Light the Fight, we talk about the things that you would never talk about with anybody else, <laughs> and we give you. And if your kids are named Susie Do and Johnny, you really? I'm calling your kids stupid. <laughs> just saying. Um, these are these are vital conversations to have. Yep. Um. So, thank you, David, and i I appreciate it. it. You know, I need this. I need this pep talk and this insider information. Probably, I mean, just as much as everybody who's listening. Um, you're not immune. Your kid's not immune. Your school's not immune. Your neighbor's not immune. So, be a, be ahead of it. And that's what I really like about Light the Fight is that we're just turning the light on stuff that everybody else would love to just maybe not talk about, maybe not oh, yeah. have to deal with. Um and here we are just putting it on on blast.
0: And if you don't believe us that kids are actually asking each other for nude pictures, we could have a a principal from a local high school come in here and tell you about how many she hears of a day are happening. We and should gets do reported. that.
1: We should do that. We, we have a great, we have, we have a great
0: principal who could have coming here. She, she could tell you some real truth. What's going on in those high school walls every single day. Um, but as always, we're thankful for you willing to listen. I said earlier, I'm really passionate about this one because I, I've seen the dark holes and yeah. the, the dark pathways that this could lead and, and how innocent young kids just being curious can get themselves into some pretty difficult circumstances.
1: Yeah. So this is that the epitome of a dark subject that we're here to to shine some light on. So thank you for listening. Thank you, David. Thanks, Brandon, for the Google. And uh, thank you guys for helping us to light the light.